Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, so thank you for tuning in Chomp of the Bit. I'm Kyle Edwards, of course. Now, on this episode, we're going to talk about the aftermath of Divisional Weekend in the NFL playoffs. Um, we're going to look at, of course, who won the four games real quick. But I want to talk about some of the storylines coming outside. Well, not coming outside, but coming out of the weekend. Specifically looking at a couple of situations from teams that did lose. And now there's some <clears throat> questions about them going into the offseason. So, um, hopefully you did enjoy the weekend. It was another great weekend of games. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that this might have been the best divisional playoff weekend. If not of all time, but at least recent memory. Which I do agree with because um, each game was really entertaining. Uh, we had great finishes. You know, all the suspense and intrigue from each of the games were great. And, and I mean, this is exactly what the NFL wanted. Now, see, I was, well, first let's go ahead and just look at the games real quick. So, first game, we had Titans and the Bengals. Uh, I know last week I said that the Bengals, you know, did some growing up when they beat. Not growing up like they were an immature team, but, you know, they were a young group. And I was saying that they grew up because for, you know, first time being in the playoffs can be a lot. Now, maybe they were helped along by facing off against a Raiders team that had a lot of guys who hadn't been there either. So one of them had to win. But, you know, they looked really good in that game. So now the challenge was to now take on the number one seed in Tennessee uh, down in Nashville. The Bengals came out. They, you know, they played well. Uh, they were aided by Tannehill for Tennessee throwing well, he throw three interceptions, and most times you throw three interceptions in a playoff game, you're probably going to lose. So they're moving on to the AFC Championship game. Uh, probably not a team that a lot of people are looking at as making a run there, but, you know, they're having fun, they're playing loose, and you're seeing what's happening. So now they're one step away from being in the Super Bowl, and at this point, why can't it be them? Uh, next game, AFC starting with. So we had Kansas City, Buffalo. <clears throat> now this game was, I'd say it was probably the best game of the weekend. Um, a lot of back and forth was what we wanted to see between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You know, it was big throw after big throw. It was, you know, just insane plays late. 
because what Kansas City went up with like a minute left. Buffalo scored. Kansas City gets the ball back with 13 seconds. They drive about 45, 50 yards, get in the field goal range, kick the tying field goal. Then Kansas City gets the ball first. They go in, score a touchdown, game ends. And I know coming out of that game, a lot of people are, you know, talking about the overtime rules and how it needs to change. I think that's dumb. Now, when the old rules where it was, you know, first team to score wins, I never liked that rule. But now with the rule being, you know, if you go down and kick a field goal, the other team gets the chance to score. But if you score a touchdown, that ends it because at that point, all the other team could really do is just tie the game again. The point was coming to a conclusion in overtime without it going on, you know, for a whole nother quarter. Because, one, you're going to look at player safety. That's a lot to ask these players after 60 minutes of, you know, nonstop like car crashes into each other to then go ahead and play another quarter because now all of a sudden fans of Buffalo or, or, you know, neutral fans who just enjoyed watching the game are saying, yeah, just because Kansas City scored, Buffalo should have gotten the ball. That's not how it works. Buffalo took the lead, like I said, 13 seconds. Buffalo has the number one defense. All you have to do is keep Kansas City from scoring, um, from getting in field goal range. 13 seconds, that's it. Next thing was, so the kickoff, they kicked the ball out of bounds, which ran no time off the clock. Now, smarter teams, or more maybe more experienced teams in that situation, would do a squib kick, or, you know, one of those really high kicks that land around the 10, and then force the receiving team to make a decision. Most times the guy's going to take it and try to run it back. You're running seconds off the clock. Buffalo didn't do that. So that was the first, that was the biggest issue. So at that point, Kansas City gets the ball. You can't really do anything about it. They play. Buffalo starts playing this random like prevent defense where they're giving Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all of them free runs off the line of scrimmage. So all Mahomes had to do is literally just take it. And as soon as the ball touches hand, throw it out there. And these guys were getting like 20 yards a pop because nobody was around them. So at that point, sorry, just because Kansas City won the coin toss and then won the game. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess people are saying it's putting too much power in a coin flip. Not really. Buffalo had plenty of chances to stop them. Didn't. Overtime, like I said, they literally had one job to do. If you're going to give up a score, make sure it's a field goal. That way, Josh Allen gets back on the field. But they couldn't do that. So, Kansas City gets the win. They're moving on to another uh, AFC Championship game. And now, we'll see. Will they make it back to the Super Bowl? NFC side, you have uh, the Rams facing off against Tampa Bay. It was a game that... It looked like a blowout early because the Rams were up 20-3, to had the ball on like the five-yard line in the red zone. 
poised to go up 27-3 right before the half. And if they had done that, I mean, this that game probably would have been over early. But uh, Cam Akers took like a toss sweep to the right. Probably the first time I'd actually seen like this series of events, but um, he gets tackled low, is going to the ground. The ball comes out like millisecond before his head, his helmet hits the ground, so it's a fumble. Now, Tampa Bay didn't do anything with the ball at that point, but the fact that they kept the Rams from going up 27-3, you felt like could swing the momentum back the other way. The Rams got the ball first in the third quarter. Drive down, get a touchdown. It's now 27-3. At this point, based on everything that's gone on, you figure the game's over. But that's where the game really got interesting because we know Tampa Bay has Tom Brady. We've seen Tom Brady do this before. In the Super Bowl, where it was 28-3, came back and won that game. Sorry, Falcons fans, I know it's a sore subject, but I had to say it. So, we start seeing little changes in the second half. Tampa Bay makes a few plays. Rams have some weird turnovers, including Cooper Cup fumbling. Never seen that happen. Uh, the game ends up tied kind of like a Buffalo Kansas City situation it's late in the game Rams get the ball looks like we're going to overtime but uh, Cooper Cup somehow got free down the middle of the field Stafford throws a great ball over the top boom just like that they're down within field goal range they kick a field goal as time runs out they get the win move on to the NFC title game uh, the Niners and Packers play in the other NFC Championship game. I mean, NFC Divisional game. This game was, it was still exciting, you know, and it was a snow game. I love watching snow playoff games, but um, San Francisco came in the biggest underdog of the weekend. Um, you know, a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers being a the MVP this year, which would be his fourth MVP. A lot of people looking at it as this is the year Green Bay gets to their second Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Only problem was they had to beat San Francisco. So, Green Bay scored early. Went up 7 nothing. Looks like you know, it was going to set the stage for them having a comfortable win and then going back to the NFC title game. But at this point, we knew it wouldn't be against Brady and the Bucks. So, okay. Was that, no, that game was on Saturday, so they didn't know that yet. But either way. So, uh, like I said, the game starts. They score a touchdown. Niners are struggling. Uh, Niners get a field goal. Um, then, uh, I think Green Bay got a field goal later in the game. So, it's a low-scoring game. And, you know, in low-scoring games, all it takes is one brain fart or missed assignment can turn the game around. Well, we got that in the second half where Green Bay lined up for a punt. Their um, punt team completely let a guy free. He gets his hand on it. Punt gets blocked. 
San Francisco recovers it, runs it into the end zone, ties it at 10. So at that point, you're giving the ball to Aaron Rodgers. He has a chance to put him up, you know, hopefully get the win. He does nothing. And then, you know, the Niners come down, make big plays, Debo Samuel. They kick a late field goal. They win it, move on to the NFC title game. So on... What do they call it? Conference. Well, I think this is called championship weekend now. We're getting Bengals traveling to Kansas City in the what's that? That'd be a 2-4 for the AFC in the AFC Championship. NFC, we're getting the four and the six seeds. So the Niners are traveling to LA to face the Rams. Now what this weekend hopefully taught some people was kind of something I've been saying for a while. So this is the first thing coming out of the weekend that really made me think. So it's another year that, well, I guess the first thing was the overtime rules thing, which I already talked about. That was a big story coming out of the weekend. Uh, second thing was now that the Bucks have lost, and from that we got, you know, Antonio Brown trying to troll the Bucks by, you know, tweeting out after their loss, which completely done with that story. So now there's questions that we get every year at this point. Is Brady going to continue playing football? For me, I would be a little surprised if he retired. I wouldn't be completely surprised because he's 44 don't know when his birthday is, but I believe um, he turns 45. Um, well, I think he turns 45 before next season starts. So he did say he wanted to play till 45, which is part of the reason why I think he does come back. But all things considered, if he did walk away at this point, it would make complete sense. Um, you know, maybe he thinks this Bucks team is going to go through some changes that maybe he's not ready for. I don't know, but I'm probably I'm probably 60-40 on him coming back. Like I said, not surprised if he, if he leaves. So we're going to go into the offseason. We're going to probably hear about this a lot, whether you know, Giselle maybe I don't get some to retire or something or what. Either way, retires or not, you know, losing that game to the Rams does nothing to Brady's legacy, of course. He's still the greatest quarterback. I guess I'll have to say that I've seen, because you know, you say of all time, which I would say, but you know, the guys who you didn't see play, how could you compare two errors, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm just going to take it as that I've seen he's the greatest. You know, Joe Montana, very close, but I would say Brady. So nothing changes there. I mean, he he showed that in the comeback in the game. So it's fine there. So if he, like I said, walks away, Hall of Famer, all that, no doubt, boom. Now to that other quarterback up in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. 
So this is now back to back years. They. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Were they the number one seed last year? I don't know, but he had... I think he was, because they had the NFC title game in Green Bay. Loses that game to Brady and the Bucks, And in the fashion that he lost it, where... Um, Yo, Brady threw a couple interceptions, so that gave them extra possessions. They had, you know, that that play that everybody got on the floor for by electing to kick the field goal instead of, you know, giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers on fourth down. If you remember, the play before that on third down, uh, he he had a play, scrambled. Looked like he had wide open field to run it in. Decides to throw a, you know, pass into basically double coverage. Almost got it picked, which is why I said then I understood why LaFleur went for the field goal. Because he had to get points out of it. But a lot of people got on LaFleur, whatever. So now, Rodgers has another situation. Home game at Lambeau Field. The weather conditions uh, San Francisco's beat up. Garoppolo has the, the hand injury and all that. Scores early on in the game. Then does nothing offensively after that. Except for the field goal. Several plays. He's forcing throws to Devontae Adams while other guys were open. So once again, loses in the playoffs. Now, for the guy that a lot of people call the greatest quarterback, you know, he's the greatest talent I've seen. He's the strongest, but whatever. He's been to one Super Bowl. That's it, which was like 12 years ago. If you take that Super Bowl run out where they were a wild card team and they actually kind of got lucky that year because they went up against a few beat up teams. You take that out of the equation. His teams are under 500 in the postseason. Between that span, I guess, of between the span of his career, you know, several guys have, you know, won multiple Super Bowls, been to multiple Super Bowls, all that. Not named Aaron Rodgers. And some guys on the list would shock you. So... It was always a thing where they would lose. Automatically, there was excuses made for him. It was always the talent around him wasn't good enough. The coach wasn't good enough. Now, I never bought into that because I was never that high on Aaron Rodgers. But now we just saw after this past weekend, all of a sudden people are starting to go, you know, Rodgers seems to come up small in the playoffs. It's and to me, it's like it's been this way the whole time. How how's nobody seen this? 
you know, they blame McCarthy, LaFleur, whoever other coaches he had, they always blame them. Like I said, they blame LaFleur for last year. I mean, I would dare anybody to try to blame LaFleur for that loss over the weekend. And then, probably the biggest thing out of all this, now people are starting to talk about Aaron Rodgers' personality being a factor. Like, we didn't know that before. You know, every offseason is a pity party for him. You know, he threatens that he wants to leave or retire or whatever, which he did after this game again. Tried to throw another pity party and then had the nerve to be like, he's not going to stay around for a rebuild. Who goes through, like, legit rebuilds in the NFL? With all the parody in the NFL, you never rebuild. Even the worst teams, like if you look at Jacksonville, would you, yes, Jacksonville. Okay, let me rephrase that. The worst teams rebuild. And even with that, Jacksonville did the rebuild because they had a top pick, got Trevor Lawrence. And by doing that, they're now reloading, trying to, I mean, since they're a fr- franchise, that's only be good for a little bit, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Reload talent around him. Green Bay, you were number one seed and you lost in the divisional round. What? Why? The only questions in terms of free agency, I guess, are Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Which, looking at the game, I guess that's a rebuild to Aaron Rodgers because he only throws to Devontae Adams. And I think it was Colin Coward talked about how that's part of the problem. It seems like in order for Rodgers to throw to other people, it's a trust issue on his end because in those situations, you got to trust the receiver to make the play. So for him to always cry about, he doesn't have the weapons, but yet he doesn't put in the work with the weapons that they give him is part of the reason why I always thought he was overrated and I still do because it seems like a lot of these people don't want to compare any of these quarterbacks to Brady because they feel like Brady's a special case well sorry but he is the gold standard Brady made it work with Julian Edelman who was a quarterback at Kent State they turned into a wide receiver worked with it he worked with guys like um, well like his first round was with David Patton you know he threw to guys like David Givens Kenbro Tompkins you know Aaron Dobson names like that Aaron Rodgers has had Devontae Adams he's had Randall Cobb he's had I'm trying to think early in his career did he have like Jennings and Driver and those guys. I don't know, but he's had names there. Brady's gone Super Bowls with like Antoine Smith behind him. Yes, he had Corey Dillon, which was like a rehabilitation case for the Patriots. But, you know, Brady, for most of his time in New England, at the end, you know, he wanted to move to Tampa Bay, whatever. But his time there, 
Whatever Belichick and them put in front of him, he made it work. Rodgers clearly does not want to do that. And that's on him. So this offseason, if I were Green Bay, you know, I would make some, you know, fake plea for him to come back. But in the back of my mind, I'm hoping he walks away. Because the constant yearly soap opera with him is just too much at this point. And for a guy who's not going to deliver in the playoffs, what are we doing this for? So he can sit there and go host Jeopardy or whatever he you know, threatens to do. Or, you know, film some more dry, unfunny State Farm commercials. Go ahead, knock yourself out. But I mean, I've been done with him. I mean, I'm hoping Green Bay's done with him. But then these reports about Denver and the Steelers really wanting him. I mean, if I'm Denver, I want to take this guy where I have to go against Herbert, um, Mahomes, I guess Carr for right now, to try to earn a playoff spot. Then in the playoffs, I may see one of them again or a Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. And then I'm supposed to have faith that he's going to be able to beat them in the playoffs? No. Not for him being with 39 and for the kind of money he's probably going to want. No, I'd, I'd pass. So, yeah, another failed year for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I will say that it is probably the last that we talk about in this episode but I do like the fact that we're getting some new blood here championship weekend I mean you got Burrow Chase uh, Mixon uh, yeah so it's like you know three big stars there I mean Kansas City you have Mahomes who's still young but he's been there, done that, so we're not going to look at Kansas City so much. Uh, the Rams, you're getting Stafford, his first chance here. He's not young, but I'm saying first time with this type of exposure of a championship game. Uh, you got Odell Beckham there, Cooper Cup, uh, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Aaron Donald was on the last uh, Super Bowl team. 49ers, you got Debo Samuel. Um, I think I have Elijah Mitchell. Got Kittle. So you're getting some fresh faces now. And obviously it means a couple of these groups are going to meet in the Super Bowl. I think that's good. Because if we had, you know, ended up with like Kansas City, Tampa Bay again. Sure, it'll be a fun game to watch. But I just think, even though the NFL is pretty good at promoting young stars, I think this is even better. Um, we'll wait till later in the week, of course, to look at the two games and break them down. But 
Um, oh, yeah. so even though the original games were great, in terms of picks, did not do so well. Uh, actually, got all four matchups wrong. Which, just quickly saying, so Green Bay, I thought Green Bay was going to beat San Francisco because San Francisco was beat up, and then I thought we would be talking about Aaron Rodgers like this next week. Happened a week early. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Rams, I mean, I went back and forth on, went with Tampa Bay because why go against Tom Brady? But, you know, that didn't work out. Titans, I thought, would Derrick Henry come back, would give them an, a lift, beat Cincinnati, first time there you know maybe they start shaking a little bit that didn't happen the Kansas City Buffalo toss up I just thought Buffalo was going to get them finally probably and they definitely should have but you know so hey went on for there so I guess that means I am I think six and four yeah, six and four picking straight up, and I'm now five and five against the spread. So coming down to about five hundred, which I was basically for the regular season. But um, yeah, I think that covers divisional weekend. Last thing, um, I'm gonna do another episode about you know the whole coaching carousel thing got a surprise name that's now mixed into it uh if you didn't hear the news today sean payton told the saints that he's stepping away interestingly enough so now the saints job is what now the ninth position that's open like i said do another episode on all this but just want to throw that in a little nugget into this episode Interesting to see what happens with Sean Payton. We all know that um, Jerry Jones has always wanted Sean Payton back because, you know, he was the offensive coordinator there before he got into um, being the coach of the Saints. So now that he's free again and after the once again Cowboys let down the postseason, would Payton being out there be enough to entice Jerry Jones to fire McCarthy. We'll have to see. Does he go into broadcasting? I don't know. But like I said, another episode for another day. So, you know, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Uh, If you did, you know what to do. Subscribe. uh, Follow. Well, follow me on Twitter at Chopper Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. Uh, Hit like. You know, leave a comment, review, all that good stuff. But, um, so yeah. Once again, you can let me know, you know, who's your team out of the Final Four to win the Super Bowl or your Super Bowl matchup. Uh, if your team is still alive, let me know that as well. But, yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. And hopefully you are too. But, um, Oh, real quick. So, I guess coming up for the rest of the week, I'm going to talk. I know I've said before, I'm going to talk NBA. I am going to do that probably Thursday. Well, the episode I record Thursday. I'll 
probably talk about that. I completely forgot about the you know MLB Hall of Fame, and I'll talk about that probably tomorrow's episode. Only one person got in. I won't give it away. Well, at this point, you probably know it was David Ortiz. So talk about that, the significance of that, and maybe the hypocrisy of it to some of the voters. So, uh, but yeah, still got a lot coming the rest of the week and hopefully you tune in and join with me so uh, as I always say be safe out there God bless and I'll catch you in the next episode alright I'm out how powerful is Cox Internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.